0: You're listening, You're listening to Scribbler's Radio.
1: You're listening to Scribbler's Radio. You're listening to Scribbler's Radio.
0: Welcome to Scribbler's Radio. Young podcasters interviewing authors at the Scribbler's Festival 2021. In this episode, Nazario speaks with author and illustrator Gabriel Evans. We begin as Nazario asks Gabriel to describe himself in only 3 words. Oh, three words, no less, no more. I would say, I mean, I've already used up my three words just repeating <laughs> petting your question. I would say uh, creative.
1: Yes, creative.
0: Artistic. Artistic. And um, energetic.
1: Energetic. Creative, artistic and energetic. Thank there you, Gabrielle. <laughs> um, so my first question, well, second really, but how did the place that you grew up influence your work?
0: Yes, so I grew up in a small country town in the southwest, right on a river. And I would say for me, growing up there, being surrounded by animals really influenced my passion for animals in my books. uh, There is a running theme of dogs in my book, and that would have to be for the fact I grew up surrounded by dogs. I now have a dog of my own. And but then again, I have moved around a little bit as well, and I think that also influences. So, I was living in Sydney for a little while, and when you when I moved to Sydney, you can see a slight change in the location of my later books when it came to the architecture and the streets. And so, I am influenced by my location very much so. Um, and yes, I I like to include wherever I am into the books like that. So, dogs, location, even the types of people.
1: Very interesting. On the topic of influence, I did notice as I was browsing your Instagram that you've made a lot of pictures that seem familiar to um, Beatrix Potter's work. Oh. I was just wondering if you knew who that was.
0: I do know Beatrix Potter. She's – that would be my older work. So, when I started out – we're talking about 12, 15 years ago – I – really liked the golden age of illustration, which would be your Beatrix Potter, your Arthur Rackham. And so my artwork was very much influenced by those types of people using the very classical watercolour. Um, so that, that that was that kind of artwork from that, that way back then. Um, so the more recent illustrations, probably in the last five, eight years, have been very much contemporary, but in a more classical Uh, way, so I can see why you can still see a little bit of that influence.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, Your books like Norton the Bear, which I managed to get a read of because it's in the library actually, are filled with fantastic creatures with lots of personality. Um, What are your tips for creating a good character?
0: Yes, that's a really good question. Um, Norton and the Bear is a funny one. So, Norton and the Bear, uh, I came up with those two characters back in 2019 and um, then started working on why these two characters would exist. And they both were wearing the same jumper. And that inspired this idea that maybe they're wearing the same jumper because one of them is copying the other one. And once I came up with that kind of concept of copying, and I thought back to my own childhood when my brother and I would copy each other. Once I came back to that, it then really, it then really their, their characters really developed. And I started seeing these very strong personality traits coming out where this dog, Norton, he's a very kind of, um, he loves dressing uniquely, but I, th- I think he's very self-contained. And then you've got this very large personality of the bear coming in, admiring him, wanting to copy him. And once those c- character traits were laid out, and, and that was through drawing them constantly in my sketchbook and brainstorming with myself. Um, once those character traits came out, the story really wrote itself because their personalities were so strong and maybe partly inspired by situations I'd been in with other people. And, you know, and I think using yourself as a, um, or situations you've been in as a reference for picture books can definitely create a more realistic feel.
1: Oh, that can tie into my next question and partly answer it. Um, what advice do you have for people who are creating their own picture books for the first time?
0: Yes. Um, so, I am, if you're an author illustrator like myself, I would really strongly recommend a sketchbook. So, I'm a real advocate for sketchbooks where this is the place where you develop your characters, this is the place where you brainstorm, this is the place where you can. Just be yourself because no one needs to look inside your sketchbook. That's your private place. And because of that, I think knowing that, I think relaxes you so you can explore, you can brainstorm. And if you find a character that you like, put them in different situations. You know, just question what happens if they um, travel to a supermarket and... I don't know, maybe they're waiting in line and suddenly the checkout closes and they've been waiting there for 10 minutes. That's a weird, very boring situation. But how would they respond in that situation? So I do that with my characters and as I do that, I begin to create situations and that kind of creates a narrative thread.
1: Oh, interesting. So creating a sort of a make-believe world for your characters and then exploring what they would do in that world.
0: Yeah, in your sketchbook.
1: Um, what helps you come up with ideas for your picture books?
0: Okay. Yes. So again, I'm going to come back to the sketchbook again. Um, the sketchbook is my brainstorming place and ideas can happen. I can, I can hear a story. Someone can tell a story and that can inspire a, an idea for, uh, for a picture book or you can, um, you know, experience something yourself or sometimes it's just asking what if, and putting a character in a what-if situation. And for me, that really helps me inspire picture book.
1: Great. Um, what sort of, like, tools do you use to bring your images to life? Not necessarily drawing, like, tools, like paintbrushes and stuff, but do you have, do you have any, like, drawing techniques?
0: Drawing techniques. Um, I, would f- I would say the drawing technique I use the most would be a very loose, fluid, fast way of drawing. Um, And I think drawing fast and drawing with a very fluid, loose line work that helps keep a character's energy and can also help, um, I don't know, that, that speed, the energy kind of comes into that work. And I hope when someone reads it they respond to that energy that you can see in that work other than that uh, other techniques would just be um i taught myself watercolor and i also had watercolor lessons with a fairly well-known watercolorist and i've combined these very traditional watercolor techniques with more of a um illustrationly personal kind of watercolor style and I will use that in combination with those energetic lines. And, yeah, I, I think that answers your question. <laughs> Interesting.
1: So, combining different styles of art, I suppose? Different
0: styles, different techniques, just whatever feels right for that particular book.
1: Mm. Um, picture books are obviously a huge part of your life, but what hobbies do you have when you're not drawing?
0: What hobbies do I have when I'm not drawing? Um I mean, if I I guess if I describe my hobbies, I'm going to sound like someone from the 1920s. I don't know. Like it's, I would say it's like going for walks and growing trees. Um, And I do actually enjoy growing trees. I have over 20 varieties of oak trees on my place, which is, yeah. So um, yeah, just I think getting outside the studio and just getting into the fresh air. I think that's very important for me. So, yeah.
1: Very nature-based, that's Nature-based, yes. there you go. You summed it up. <laughs> um, we've got time for one last question before we go and I'm sure many people are very interested in this one. Um, have you got any secret projects in the works that you can give us a sneak peek of?
0: Oh, that is a very good question, mainly because I'm not sure if I should be talking. I will, um, I will hint at a couple. Uh, Well, firstly, Norton and the Bear, I have a sequel coming out um, in uh, October, and that is called Norton and the Borrowing Bear. So Norton and the Bear is a story about a bear coming and copying Norton in the way he dresses and Norton getting very agitated about this. And this story is about the bear moving in next door to Norton and he starts borrowing all of Norton's things. Um, so I can so that that book is coming out in October, and I have just signed for another two books, which will be coming out uh, in the next couple of years. But I can't say too much about uh. them just yet.
1: All right. Sorry, I shouldn't have read No, okay? no, absolutely you
0: can ask for that. <laughs>
1: all right, thank you. Uh, when I first heard you say Norton and the Borrowing bear, I, I, th- I thought you said burrowing bear. <laughs> burrowing. That could be
0: the third book. I like that. It's just, he, he just comes in, to, uh, Norton comes out into his garden and the bears just make you all these holes <laughs> in his garden. I like this.
1: Um, thank you very much for joining us today, Gabrielle. It, it was a pleasure talking to you.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Had a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: Thank you too. This interview was recorded for The Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2021. For more stories and info about the festival, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. This is R.A. Spratt and you're listening to Scribblers Radio.